Hi guys on today's show what actually happened to the three guys in kansas city also the virginia pier update so and guess what popular website went from nine billion dollars down to nine dollars and also these tiktok sisters can eat with their feet and all this and much more and welcome to deacon live and for the next 60 minutes or so we'll get you up today on the social news stories that you might have missed over the past seven days or so i gotta get used to saying that that's my new mantra uh, going into the new year. But anyways, enough about that. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing all right? Are you getting along with everyone? <coughs> yes, that's exactly what you think it is. I am still sick. I'm still sick. Hold on. Let me turn this jet engine off behind me. I'm still, and I say sick. I'm not like laying up in bed or anything like that. I still have congestion. I still have um not aches, but I do have like little body aches or little, like I don't feel 100% when I get out of bed in the morning. Uh, even after having a good night's sleep, I, I still have a little bit of a, if you can tell my little, my sultry voice is still a little bit there in the background if you listen real closely. Uh, but yes, I still have, a, I'm still getting over what I'm trying to get over. And, and from, uh, for, get you guys up to date, my wife, when we came back from, our trip to Long Island, uh, we flew back on a Monday. That Thursday, she got COVID. Bam. You say, well, how do, how do you know she got COVID? Well, she took the test. And I took the test, I think, the day after, and I was fine. And so she was laid up in bed for a while, and I feel sorry for her because she's she doesn't like to be you know pitiful type thing. And so she got better and stuff, but then I started feeling weak, and I was trying to, you know, trying to maintain the household and trying to, you know, stay strong and stay tough. And it got to me. And, and unfortunately I had COVID and I, I took the test and my body was a little achy and I was getting like congestion, like uh, phlegm and mucus and all that stuff. I know it's really gross, gross stuff. Welcome. Welcome to Deacon Live. This is what we do. Um, so uh, I took the test. Yes, I had it um, a few days after, you know, later on. And then, um, my dad said I was he's not feeling well so he took the test sure enough he's got COVID now we try to isolate each other and now fast forward to two weeks later now my dad takes uh has been getting the COVID test through the mail and and um one box has two test kits in it and sure enough we tested this past Tuesday um he tested sure enough positive I tested again positive I'm like Jesus Christ when is this going to expire when is this going to run out because not that I'm like I'm down and out. I just don't feel myself. And you know how it is when you're when you're sick and just there's something not right with you. You're just like, oh, I really don't feel like doing a whole lot. I, you try to do a little bit and then you're like, oh, what's the use? You know, <laughs> maybe I should make something to eat. What's the use? I'll be dead in the morning. You know, that type of stuff. But no, I mean, so I'm going into like today's show. I got a little late start this morning. Because I was sitting there debating, I'm like, oh, do I want to get in the studio? Do I want to sit up there? And for you know the hour that you hear me on the air, there's still another four and a half hours once the microphone turns off that I've got to edit, I've got to post, I've got to do. I know, wah wah wah, what was me, right? 
<laughs> I'm sitting up here on a hot roof, you know, shingling uh, buildings in the middle of winter. Well, I guess it doesn't matter in the middle of winter, but still, you know, I'm out here picking up garbage and trash. I'm a trash man, and you're sitting and complaining about sitting in a, a nice heated studio. Um, and we do broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, in a small little town called Marshville. And it is raining today, and it is, uh, I think the high today was 45. So, <clears throat> yes, I am a little bit spoiled, but I mean, for the most part, you know, hey, be happy all the time, okay? Be happy, be informative, be entertaining for an hour straight. And when you don't feel like doing that, but you have to sit there and do it, it sometimes wears on you. And it's the same thing No, if you're in customer service, working at retail stores. Hey, man, if you don't feel like smiling at people, hey, have a nice day. Fuck you. <laughs> you just don't feel like doing that. You just want to curl up in a dark room and play video games, which I did for the most part this morning. But I had to talk myself into coming in the studio. I said, you know what? I've got obligations. I know that there's a, there's a lot of people out there that depend on, uh, depend on the Deacon Live show and you look forward to it. So I don't want to let you down. So be thankful because I'm thankful for you guys as well. Now, guys, we got a lot to talk about, lots to get into. Uh, don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video over on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe over to, on YouTube as well. I'm seeing a lot of numbers jump up over there, so we appreciate all you guys that have kind of wandered, kind of tiptoed over in those waters as well, and seen the actual video and everything that goes on here in the studio, even during the breaks and stuff. Not that there's a whole lot, like there's a circus and clown show behind me during the breaks, but just the little things that you can see, uh, dive behind the curtain a little bit, and you can see what goes on um, during the Deacon Live show. And believe me, the show that you see on the video is... Completely different than what you hear on your iHeart uh, podcatchers and stuff like that. Uh, it's a little bit more entertaining. You, you'll hear me cuss. You'll hear me uh, censor myself. You'll hear a whole bunch of things. So make sure you um, you get the, the balance between the two, the milk and the cereal, the peanut butter and the jelly, I guess is what the two are there. All right, guys, we got a lot to talk about, lots to get into, a lot of updates on stories that has been happening for the last week or so. And I know my wife... Uh, I need to update her on some stuff, uh, some news articles, because a lot of times she's like, I have no idea what goes on in the world. She's like, my world is get up, get up, ride my horse, uh, put the horse away, uh, drive into work, do my job, drive home, try not to hit a skunk, and then get back home. You know? <laughs> That's her world there. So uh, we got some updates on a lot of stuff, and we'll dive into those when we come back. So stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Now it's time for Lessons Learned with Jason. Jesus Christ, Jay. Oh, we interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown ass man. Jason Howe. Jason Howe. Jason Howe. All right. Are you alive? Uh, so what do you have? You have the bird flu? Yeah, I had two pigeons fly in my room in the Bahamas. Had a door open. What? Yeah, they just flew on in. They were checking out the room. Of course, they tried to get out and they didn't. They're stupid. Started. I'm not quite sure. But you don't, you don't get bird flu from birds, do you? I don't know. You get swine, don't you? No, I, th- I think you get the, the bird flu from b- just being in those god-awful airplanes that go down to... You were in the Bahamas, right? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think you that the people that go to the Bahamas and people coming back from the Bahamas, the Bahamas aren't that sanitary, so... 407 448 I had no choice but to... 
Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go over to Prophet Radio. Proud sponsors of Deacon Live. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. At the top of the page says uh, social contacts, I believe is what it says. Uh, they've updated the website a little bit out there. Uh, so feel free to go over there and check that out. Uh, it's you know, it, it's updated. It's got a little bit of a different feel for it. So make sure you go over there and check that out as well. And while you're there, uh, get yourself something for free, uh, a little free swag <clears throat> that you can see over there. Pick out whatever uh, prize pack you'd like over there, and you can see all the different shows that uh, broadcast out of the Profit Radio studios here. So pick out a prize pack, and they'll send it out to you. Just to say thank you for listening to us. It's not an email grab or anything like that. They just want to say thanks for being a part of the many podcasts and the many fine programming programming that they have here in the Prophet Radio studio. Now, I love Burger King, and uh, I was going through TikTok the other day because I get a lot of my funny stories, updated stories, you know, right away stories uh, through TikTok. And you know the Kelsey brothers? Uh, I don't know their name. I know one of them is Travis because it's my name. Um, but I, I, what's the other guy's name? Benji? Benji Kelsey or something like that? They have a podcast as well. And they've been doing, I guess, for an over a year or so, if not more. And it's basically just the two of them talking about their lives of being on football, being professional football players, and I guess things in general that connect them together. Uh, one of the things that they were talking about which I, I was talking to my wife as we were driving around, and I said, you know, uh, they were talking about the, the top three fast food hamburgers, but they have to have a drive through And so one brother goes, you know, In-N-Out Burger is number one, uh, or not number one, like number three, top three, In-N-Out Burger, uh, Wendy's, and then he goes, I think Burger King <clears throat> is the number one with a, a, a hamburger, you know, that flame-broiled Whopper, he kept going into it. And the other brother goes, well, yeah, I, I will agree that Burger King's got the number one hamburger in a drive through And then he started uh, spitting out a couple other things, and he's, but they both agreed that Burger King has the best hamburger at a drive through It has to have a drive through window. Now, you can have gourmet burgers from, you know, Chef Dom Bilic or whatever my wife says, <laughs> as far as a made-up Italian chef, um, but... I love Burger King and Burger King was based out of South Florida. And I actually was like going, do they have, and I think the Kelsey brothers are from Ohio, both of them born and raised. Now one plays in Philly and one plays in Kansas city, but you know, are they, are they seeing something that I'm already knew, but I didn't know I knew that Burger King does have the best hamburgers. And my wife's like, no, there's no way. I'm like, okay, so who's your best hamburger? Who's your best hamburger as far as going through a drive-thru? Oh, and I forget what she says, but she's like, it's no way. It's fucking Burger King. I'm like, oh, yes, it is Burger King. There's something about a hamburger from Burger King. Oh, she said Sonic. She's like, I, I think Sonic or, or um, Hardee's or something like that. And I was like, oh, give me a... F-. She's like, no, that Frisco burger? Fuck that shit. That's not a hamburger. It fits... The the bread's not even done. You know, it, it's a Frisco... What is it? Texas toast or something, man? Fuck that. Give me a bun. If I want Texas toast and, and, and that, I'll eat a salad. I'll eat a, a spaghetti or something like that with Texas toast. I'm putting on a goddamn hamburger. What are you, nuts? <laughs> well, Burger King right now is uh, debuting its new Whopper with a sweet twist. Let me fix this right here so we can see it. We can all be friends together. Where are we at? Here we go. Uh, from pink bar- from pink Barbie burgers to all cheese cheeseburgers, Burger King is known to deliver unique 
has been delivering unique takes on the classic burger formula. Uh, some of the rest have been appetizing for customers, while others have sparked more disgust than joys. For nearly 70 years, Burger King has been serving up Whoppers from around the world. In some ways, it makes it uh, a de facto fast food burger, having beat McDonald's uh, to the punch before the Golden Arches launched the Big Mac uh, a decade before the Whopper was actually debuted. So they came out with the big uh, staple hamburger before uh, McDonald's even thought about the Big Mac. Since then, though, the Whopper hasn't really sat on a stale menu offerings. It has been a launching point for some food engineers at the company to come up with new and exciting options for the, for the Whopper. Here's what they have coming up right now. The latest take for the Whopper is rolling out in stores nationwide, according to food blogger and Marquis Devo. <laughs> uh, he has shared a preview of the new, uh, the new item. It's a candied bacon Whopper. The burger features a classic Whopper patty, a seeded Whopper bun with sweet bacon jam. Uh, I don't know. You're losing me there, uh, Burger King. Lettuce, tomato, crispy onions, garlic aioli, and a candied bacon on the side. This new, uh, this new offering is Burger King's response to McDonald's new bigger burgers, um, which I'm sorry, McDonald's is just garbage. So the candy bacon Whopper isn't the only new menu on the item. Select BK locations will begin offering a new fiery big fish sandwich with the essential, that's essentially the chain's regular fish sandwich with a spicy sauce added. All right, well, there you go there. With five, uh, fast food chains unveiling new offers left and right, it's hard to keep up with all different choices available at the drive-thru. So candied, um, a candied bacon Whopper, yes. Leave out the candy jam, though. I don't want that sweet jelly. I want the candy bacon. <laughs> you know, you could put chocolate bacon on there. How about that? The Whopper with chocolate bacon. I would still eat it. It is a good time. Now, unfortunately, hold on. Now, someone that's having a good time right now are these two girls right here. Now, I've been watching TikTok for, I don't know, for a while now, as, as many of you guys have. And there's some people out there, just because of their deformity or oddity, uh, they've made their whole entire channel. This girl right here, her name is Armsar, Arms Are. <laughs> now that I'm reading it, because they cram it together. Her, the name of her channel, channel is Arms Are So Overrated. Now, this is Teresa. And her and her sister were born without arms. Now, she is Oriental or Asian or I don't know what the correct thing is. They have, you know, slanted eyes. They're not from, <laughs> they're from over in the Middle East. Is it the Middle East? Asian countries. Let's put it that way. And I guess she's been doing these videos uh, about her with no arms. Now, don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. And you can see this video uh, along with all our other videos that we talk about here in real time as we're talking about it here on the air. So let's talk about Teresa here and see what she's got going on with her and her sister went to go have brunch together. And both of them, mind you, do not have arms. So here we go. Come to brunch with my sister and I. As most of you all know by now, my sister and I were both born missing our arms. And these sorts of videos are really just to normalize the disabled experience and show that we are people too. So her sister, her sister's cute. You know, she's long hair. She's got her makeup done. She's taking care of herself. She just doesn't have any arms. I love things like going out to brunch. We went to this cute spot called Five Spot Diner. And it was honestly one of the best brunches I've ever had. So they've got all this. Oh, come on, people. The, the food that they have looks like hash browns, eggs, like an omelet or something covered in cheese and stuff. 
And I also oh. haven't brunched in a while, so that was really fun. Brunch. I got the eggs Benedict and my sister. Got- so you can see the toes because <laughs> she's filming the table. And she's doing a close-up of the plates of what they ordered. And you can see these toes kind of grab a, a fork. And awesome they, sort of they start eating. Both of our taste tests. And honestly, it was so delicious. And just so fun to spend quality time with her um, and catch up. Thanks for... Okay, so let me let me go through this real quick. Let me dissect this this video. Hold on, let me go back to me. Camera one here, back to me. So first of all, they have no arms. They don't. I don't know how. I'm sure if you go through their channel and stuff, they'll they'll explain why uh, or what happened to them as far as how they lost their arms or or what happened to them. Second of all, if you've lost your arms and the only thing you have to feed yourself is your feet, there are some opportunities there that need to happen that need to take place. And when I say opportunities, for example, out of everyone that has arms and feet, okay, arms and feet, some people can't do crab toes. You know what crab toes are. If you have them, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what they are, if you've got no arms, you're screwed. But these girls have basically crab toes. Now, if you don't have crab toes, you're going to starve. You can't pick up a fork. You can't pick up anything. You can't do anything because you need that crab toe I know this is getting really, really obscure here, but you got to have that crab toe mentality to be able to pick up and move and, and do all that stuff because a lot of people don't, their brains will not let their toes do any of that stuff. So that's one thing. Two, okay, two, I can barely lift my leg up to fold, like not Indian style, but to sit as a gentleman in a chair. You know how when you sit in a chair, you cross your legs. I cross mine high. Mine always looks like the number four. Uh, I never understood. Well, my mom always said that that ladies sit with their knees touching each other, you know, cross their knees together. Men calf to thigh, if that makes any sense. Uh, and I can only do my left leg up. I can't do right on left. I can't do that way. So there's a thing. I've got a disadvantage. I cannot lift my right leg flexible enough to even bring it close to my face to feed it. These girls have... Their legs to where they're they're so stretchy, they're so they can maneuver their legs. So if you've got arms or if you don't have arms, there's two things you need to work on: crab toes and flexibility. If you don't have those two things, you're just a potato sack laying in the mud, and, and you're going to be done for. I know, I know, but that's just the way it is. Uh, life will find a way for the most part. Now, over in Las Vegas, this judge is literally in hot water. Let's find out what's going on with her. A Las Vegas judge who ran for office to support the uh, Democratic Socialists of America is under fire on her social media posts when she complained about working earlier following a Billie Eilish concert and posted the photo alongside of two public defenders in a hot tub. All right, so let's find out what she's got going on here at the, the hot tub party thing. Clark County District Court Judge Erica Ballou, B-A-L-L-O-U, was handed a formal statement of charges by the Nevada Commission of Judicial Discipline for two separate social media posts that jeopardized the public's confidence in her judicial judgment uh, as part of the ethics ethics violation probe. Ballou who was sworn in on January 4, 2021, faces two counts of violating the revised Nevada Code of Judicial Conduct, according to uh, the charges. The judge had attended the Life is Beautiful Music Festival on September 19, 2021, and she made an appropriate statement about her judicial duties on on social media at 1046, according to the formal charges. Life is still beautiful despite the fact that Billie Eilish doesn't start for 30 minutes, and I have an 830 calendar tomorrow, is what Bailu said. 
her posts uh, went on Instagram along with a hashtag vacate the shit out of the custody cases. All right. And hashtag where in the world is Carmen San Diego? The commission found Balu's posts violated three of the four quote unquote canons for judicial code of conduct, uh, including one canon rule. A judge should not uphold and promote the independency, integrity, or impartially of a judiciary that should avoid being impromptu an appearance of impromptuity. All right. And it goes on to the, the other stuff. So let's see. I want to see the video. I want to see the where she's sitting in the hot tub. Where's she at? Come on. All right. So here she is. Let me switch the camera four. So here she is in the hot tub. Now, uh, Erica Balu, she is a light-skinned uh, black woman. She's sitting in a hot tub, and she is with uh, the public defenders, also in a hot tub. Gentleman, white guy, and another girl, white girl, uh, with like dyed red hair or that that garnet hair, and is sitting in the hot tub. I'm going to turn the because it's just music and stuff. So here she is sitting in the hot tub with the three of them. Now, do you think a judge should be sitting in a hot tub? <laughs> is she living the best years of her life, uh, being a judge, and now she's got you know two public defendants sitting in the or public uh, attorneys? Let me. What are they? Prosecutor. Sorry. Oh, they're public defenders. Sorry. So there you go. The, they're all sitting in the hot tub together, all together, and. She is not having a good time. So let's do it this way. I'm going to go back. I'm tired of reading this stuff. Let's, go, let's do it this way. Okay, you are a judge, right? You are allowed to have fun. You can have all the fun that you want. You can have all the things in the world. You can do whatever you want. You can go see Billie Eilish. You can go sit in a hot tub. You can sit in a hot tub with um, three convicted felons. Just don't take a picture of it and post it on your Instagram page saying that you're living the best life with the, you know, Billie Eilish and screw all the, the court cases I got coming up tomorrow. To be a judge, for starters, that's a long travel just to get into those, um, in, into that arena. You know, you've got to work long, hard hours and do a lot of stuff and, and you got to be smart. But um, this woman here over there in Las Vegas, she was a judge and I guess decided that Billy Eilish concert was a little bit more. Maybe she had a little bit too much cocktails. So tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you. And the way you do that is go to profitradio.com, P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. At the bottom page says be heard. We'd love to hear your opinion as far as whether the judge was right or not. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, there is a, a new rule that's coming up for flight attendants, which I, I do we need this rule? But we'll get into what it actually is, what they're not allowed to do anymore. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. How's your day going? It's going good. I didn't didn't watch football for the first time in like five years. That's awesome. It's not awesome. It sucks. You should give me a raise. I did. 407-448-888-8800. I just realized I had three hamburgers. (laughs) That's a lot at 10 o'clock at night. Skipping to the front of the line. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Like I said, we want to be, uh, we want to hear from you. You can be podcast famous. You can join us at any time. Uh, just go over to Profit Radio, P R O P H E T Radio.com. At the bottom, uh, at the bottom of the page says "Be Heard." Uh, opens up a microphone on whatever device you're listening to us on or at. Uh, speak right into it. You can be anonymous if you want, and we'll play it on the very next podcast. If you get in soon enough, we'll play it on this podcast as well. 
And don't forget, we have over nine years, actually coming up 10 years next month. Uh, we'll have 10 years of uh, doing the Deacon Live show. So if there's any shows that you might have missed in the past and stuff, and you want to hear all the different other people that have been on this show, interviews, uh, guest hosts, and all that stuff, Make sure you dive back into those archives and listen to those. Uh, start around, I think it's, two, well, it's 10 years ago. So 2014, I think the first show, I, I feel it was like around 2016. I'm not sure how far back the, the catalogs go. Uh, I think 2016, I think they drop off after a certain, after like eight years or something like that. So feel free to go back there and, and check out all the different shows. In our catalog. Now, as I told you, my wife and I just got back from Long Island and we flew Spirit Airlines and Spirit Airlines got us sick. I'm just going to say it. Spirit Airlines got us sick uh, because of the clientele and the people. I mean, Christ, we paid for the two of us to go round trip to LaGuardia from Charlotte Douglas Airport. Now, Charlotte Douglas, big airport, LaGuardia, I think it's got like four gates and two of them are closed down type deal. Uh, but it was $65, $65 for my wife and I to fly a round trip from Charlotte Douglas on Spirit Airlines. Uh, I think it was an A3 or A30 Airbus, big plane, and landed in LaGuardia. Now you say, well, why didn't you, and why didn't you land closer to your destination? To land where we wanted to, which was Islip, which is on the other side of the, the Long Island Island. <laughs> she, uh, the round trip with Southwestern would have been, each 400 bucks. So you tell me, I mean, I'm no math genius, but I'm going to say that $400 per person is a lot more than $65 for the couple uh, flying into LaGuardia. Now on Spirit Airlines, they don't do uh, drink service. Uh, well, they do sort of, but you got to pay for everything. You know, if you want to fart, <laughs> that'll be 25 cents, please. If you want to bring an extra bag, oh, that's another $175. Oh, you want to cross your legs? <laughs> in the seat oh you want a gas in the plane well that's another you know fifty dollars or whatever they just nickel and dime you to death which is fine you know for the price i think we had to pay an extra 135 dollars for a luggage because we were going to be gone for five days and i'm not carrying five days worth of laundry in my backpack no way i'll go ahead and, and fork over the 135 dollars we're still still made out ahead uh, but when they come up and down the aisle, don't even do it. Just please stop. Can you stop trying to sell the drinks if nobody's going to buy them? Nobody's going to buy them. I think they went up and down the plane twice, and I saw maybe three drinks go out. So there's another $140 <laughs> to keep that plane in the air. But one thing that they're doing now over at, let's see, where are they at? Over at American, oh, it's United Airlines. Sorry, I stand corrected. United Airlines is giving flight attendants an ultimatum right now. Quit playing with your phones or you're fired, is what the memo says. United Airlines is cracking down on flight attendants glued to their phone, ignoring customers, and threatening to fire anyone and ignoring their duties in this way. Are they really having, are we having a problem with flight attendants not paying attention to the flight deck people? Because when I see them, Technically, their job is to do what? Make sure everyone gets on the plane. Everyone gets on the plane. Make sure all your baggage is stored in the overhead. Make sure you're fastened in and the tra uh, tray tables are up, right? Once that's done, the plane takes off. They're sitting in the seat. There's not much they can do. And then once we level out, was it 10,000 feet or something like that? Then they turn the, the, the seatbelt sign off. 
And then they go, well, if they want to do the, the drink service. But other than that, they're just kind of sitting in the back. I don't see a whole lot. It's not like they're serving food. It's not like you're waiting for your waitress to come up. Is everything okay? Is everything okay? No. You know why they don't do that? Because you got that button that sits above your head that you can go, bong, bong. <laughs> I need something. Bong, bong. That's it. Other than that, they're just kind of hanging out and making sure nobody goes over to the door and pulls the exit door handle or make sure the plane stays intact. For one thing, if the friggin' plug door goes flying off, like um, that Australian airline or not Australia, Alaska airline where the friggin' door blew open. But other than that, I mean, who cares what they do? Don't talk. We don't want chit chatter in the back and don't play with your phone. Being a flight attendant is a challenging lifestyle that many people aren't up to. Passengers don't often uh, see the shifting schedules, repeat of tasks, low pay, low pay, I'm sorry, I I think they make pretty good money, uh, and challenging customers that they have to deal with. I will agree with that. The United Airlines has taken a hard stand against flight attendants using their personal devices while in a jump seat, while in a jump seat. All right. So I do agree with that. The, when you're sitting in the jump seat, the plane's either taken off or landing. Yes, don't be on your phone. You need to be eyes on, you know, it's game time. You need to make sure that everyone in the plane is, is doing what they're supposed to do. A memo went out to the employees uh, that was first reported by Live uh, or by Live and Let's Fly, outlining the requirements that they provide. Visible and attendant services to the customer is the way the memo starts which can't be done while using personal devices on board. And since the flight attendants are required to be on board by the FAA for safety, United reminds them that they all could miss security incidents or for safety risks while doing so. Flight attendants are, of course, encouraged to use their company-provided devices for delivering customized services to the passengers and communicate with other employees uh, about critical flight issues. So do you care if the flight attendant is on the phone, I guess is what I'm saying. Are you really concerned? You know, bong bong. If they don't, if, if bong bongs two times, yes, I'd be upset. If I hit bong bong or if I don't even hit the bong bong and I look in the back and if they're chit chatting, what do I expect them to do? Honestly, what do you expect them to do in the, pro- like, let's say it's a three and a half hour flight. Okay. Drink service is done. All right. Then go back through and, and pick up. Honestly, I don't want them walking up and down the aisles as much as some places do. I don't want them bumping into me because I, I feel judgy. Like they look at me like, mm, mm. but they are the eyes and ears of the plane. And maybe them collecting your garbage or doing the drink service or anything like that keeps them in the public eye for the most part. Like if they're all just crowded in the back watching TikTok videos and this guy wants to jump out the side door, yes, I might have a problem with that. So within reason, I mean, they're adults, right? These women, men and women that are flight attendants are adults. And if you have a lead on on deck, hold that lead to responsibility of say, hey, look, you know, we need stuff to do. You guys need something to do? If you got time to lean, you got time to clean type deal. You don't want to run in some kind of Nazi regime up there. Let them look at their phone. They can't do anything. What are they going to do? Supposedly, you know, there's no other than the Wi-Fi, I guess, in the in the plane. They can't really do anything. What are they doing? Like some kind of mass company merger takeover? No, they're just killing time in between the bong bongs. Now, something that's killing time right now is this company right here that five years ago was worth over $9 billion and now has come to a, a, a small, 
a small version of what it used to be. Five years ago, 23andMe was one of the hottest startup companies in the world. Millions of people were spitting into this test tube to learn about their ancestry. Oprah has named the kit one of her favorite things. Lizzo dressed up for one as Halloween, and Eddie Murphy name-checked the company on Saturday Night Live. 23andMe went public in 2021. Its valuation briefly stopped at about $6 billion. Forbes anointed Annie I'm going to mess up this name. Uh, Wojcicki? Wojcicki? My name's Susan Wojcicki, and I'm used to responding to Susan W blah, 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 because no one can ever say my name. <laughs> W-O-J-C-I-C-K-I. Wojcicki. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Wojohowitz. <laughs> Wojcicki. It's fun to say anyway. Uh, they named Anne the 23andMe chief executive of Silicon Valley and was celebrated as the newest self-made billionaire. Now, Anne, I'm not going to say your last name anymore because it's too funny. It's too hard for me to say. Anne's self-made millions have vanished. The 23andMe valuation has crashed 98% from its peak, and the NASDAQ has threatened to delist its sub-$1 stock and reduce staff by a quarter last year through three rounds of layoffs and subsidiary sales. The company has never made a profit, uh, and it is burning cash so quickly it could run out by 2025. Silicon Valley's fortunes were built on the lofty ambitions of entrepreneurs swinging for the fences, even if most of them strike out. Which with Kiki, which Kiki, <laughs> I'm going to mess that up again. For her, she isn't giving up. She's sticking to her goal to transform the 23andMe from a supplier of basic ancestry and health data into a comprehensive healthcare company that develops drugs, offers medical care, and sells subscriptions to health reports. So what she's trying to do is now you've got all this DNA, you've got all this other stuff. She's trying to figure out, okay, I've got all this data. How do I sell it? Let's make it a, a genetic thing. Well, it is a genetic thing, but I mean, let's sell it to the pharmaceutical company. Hey, look, you know, this is this is all the data I have. Would you be willing to buy all this data from me? And of course, you know, we free willing, you know, swabbed our throat or swabbed our cheek. And I wanted to see what my background is. She has still had to prove a business can sustain itself. She raised about $1.4 billion for the 23andMe and has roughly spent through about 80% of that as well. Now, no, she's known for her quirky charm and informal style. She typically wears workout gears to the office, which Kiki, which Kiki, 50, has been searching for fresh capital. But with 23andMe's stock rating at just about 74 cents is likely it can't raise money by selling more shares. So maybe they'll do that whole, um, that dumb money thing where the, the value is there, but uh, maybe Wall Street short sells the, the thing just like GameStop. So anyways, 23andMe is gone belly up. She's, uh, how? How does that happen? How did, when you have a $9 billion or a $6 billion company and all of a sudden it's not even worth 74 cents, something was, was going on. Was their advertisement budget down? Was there... Was she buying too much, too much buildings, too much um, inventory? I don't know. But the 23andMe, think twice now when you go to do that. Oh, oh this is so cool, 23andMe. And then you're like going, well, wait a minute. Isn't this company bankrupt? What are they going to be doing with my information now? They might get desperate and they might start <laughs> sending it over to clone people. And then you walk around and you're like going, hey, you kind of look like me. Hey, you look like me. And all of a sudden, there you go, 23andMe. All right, guys, when we come back, uh, Jackie Robinson, there was a... a a big bronze statue of him, and someone had the nerve 
during this month uh, to steal it, cut it right at the ankles, cut it down, and they actually uh, found it here recently, and I'll tell you what they did to this statue. So stick around. We'll dive into that when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. It was just happenstance that these two men would meet that day and do that fateful dance. Wow, you can really dance. Wow, you can really dance. He went. He went. They said we've both been dancing all this time. What a coincidence. You're listening to Profit Radio 24-7 worldwide. Hello? Hello, yeah, uh, Mr. Hall. Oh, yeah, hey. Uh, very good morning, sir. Oh, very good morning This is Peter Wilson, and we are calling you from United States Grants Department. As because you, this member has been selected to receive our free government grant, so that is why you, you just, are getting... You guys just called me yesterday and sent me uh, $9,000. Ready? Yeah. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck-faced, dickhead, asshole. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And uh, don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video over on YouTube as well. Make sure you like and subscribe over there. Uh, it's not a money grab over at YouTube. It's just another avenue for you to enjoy the Deacon Live podcast, another media outsource. Uh, you can see all the stuff that goes on here in the studio. You can see me waving to you, and hopefully you're waving back to me. So make sure you uh, like and subscribe over there. And we have a bunch of things over there called shorts. It's something that YouTube's been doing. I like it because I can bulk load stuff up. And they're little one-minute segments from every podcast that, that we do up there. So you can check them out in little small, little bite-sized pieces. Uh, TikTok, I can put it over on TikTok, but I don't get as much traction over there as well. So uh, if you want to see some of the little short videos that we have uh, from the podcast, they pick out like some of the best clips and stuff. So you can get, like um, like I said, little small bite-sized pieces that you can go on about your day. So go over there to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe over there as well. Now, over in Australia, I guess guinea pigs are a, a, a thing instead of like cats or, or dogs or anything like that. I don't know what the rules are as far as them having domesticated animals. But you can see this video in real time uh, if you're watching us over on the YouTube channel. We'll switch to camera four. And this girl right here, uh, her guinea pig was attacked by a python, and she tries to rescue this guinea pig. Now, if you're watching the video right here, this is a pretty nice little yard. It, it's... Uh, uh, it's, it's good size. It's green. You can see the little pee stains and stuff or whatever animal peed on the grass. So there's like little dead rings and stuff like that. But I guess she keeps the guinea pig outside and this girl, there's no sound in this all, but I'll play the video. She's looking for a guinea pig. Now I didn't realize guinea pigs about the size of like a, a Nerf football. I mean, they're, they're good size and they, what do they do that? <laughs> they do that little whimper and stuff. Well, this guinea pig, this girl went out there to look for fluffy and found a python had a hold of him. So she's looking behind the plants and here comes the guinea pig out. She's like, Oh, hi fluffy. Holy shit. You're caught. And she, a snake has gotten a hold of it and she's spinning. She's <laughs> look at the fear in her eyes. She's got this python by the tail, 
and the python's got a bite on the guinea pig and she's spinning it around like she's on a merry-go-round trying to get the guinea pig off and screaming at the same time so of course dad comes out and goes what the hell's going on girls swing fluffy around trying to get it off the end of this rope this python dad grabs a snake snake lets go guinea pig runs and then the snake father goes did you see the size of that thing god damn (laughs) and the snake goes and crawls off Uh, fluffy's okay everyone's fine everyone survives but you know you just go out there and you're looking for fluffy and all of a sudden boom it's hooked onto a that was probably a six foot python now pythons don't have any venom or anything like that they have a small amount of teeth and the teeth basically is just a hold on the animal and then they they're a constrictor so there's not poisonous or anything like that but jesus another five minutes if no one was out there fluffy would have been dinner now this gentleman right here jackie robinson famous baseball player played in the uh the negro leagues for a while and also uh played professional basketball or basketball baseball and is a leading uh hitter scorer all-around good player so that why wouldn't they you know when you have this this gentleman who achieved so many things and crossed so many boundaries you would make a bronze statue uh, to commemorate him and the achievements that he has gone and achieved now unfortunately someone had stolen the statue of Jackie Robinson from a Kansas park and they found it broken and burned in a park trash can. Firefighters found the burned pieces of a bronze statue of Jackie Robinson in a trash can Tuesday, five days after the statue was cut from the base and was stolen from the Wichita, Kansas park. The Wichita uh, fire department discovered the pieces after receiving a call Tuesday morning about uh, a trash fire in a different part of the park, about seven miles from where the statue was stolen. The Wichita Police Department's senior public information officer, uh, Andrew Ford, uh, investigated. The statue, quote, probably wouldn't be salvaged, Ford said. The fire department is investigating investigating the arson aspect of the crime, while the police department has continued to investigate the theft par- portion of the statue. The Robinson statue was installed at a baseball complex within the Wichita's McAdam Park in 2021 by the league's 20 or 42 foundation. The youth, I think that that was his, uh, that was his number, right? 42 didn't, um, uh, what's the gentleman from, uh, Black Panther, uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, played him in, uh, a movie called 42. The youth baseball league, uh, in Wichita named for Jackie Robinson's number, uh, Ford, said that the statue had not previously been vandalized until it was stolen shortly after midnight on Tuesday. Ford said the investigations of the vehicle of interest uh, they have impounded. He would not disclose how the statue was cut because they are still investigating what actually happened. So they found the statue, they the Jackie Robin statue, and it was in a trash can. It was whatever, and it was burnt uh, and just horrible. I mean, come on. If you're, I mean, you got to go, do you go hate crime with that? You have to. You have to automatically think hate crime. You don't have a guy out there who hates baseball. I hate baseball so much. I hate this guy who stood for baseball. No, you have to think hate crime. And so if you really want to dive down that well, and then you go, well, you got some good old boys out there who are like, they're cutting down our Civil War statues and stuff. I'm going to cut down this this picture of Jackie Robinson, um, you know, black American or black man i guess that's what they're gonna say black american black man doesn't matter um it's still wrong no matter how they 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 address it there's no reason for this to be done uh but they they cut a statue cut them cut them at the ankles and then burn them and now what now what are you gonna do now they're gonna build another statue and they're gonna do you know put it right back up but it just gives you that whole 
man, we were doing so good. And, you know, five steps forward and 15 steps back. And these morons, whoever they are, who cut the statue down, um, just push us up back that much further in, in history. Now, in history right now, let me go back to camera one. If you don't know what's going on with this story, this is a weird story. I came across it last week, if not last week, the week before. And I was like, all right, so and here's the story. Three guys were found dead in a Kansas City home. Here's, here's basically an outline of what actually happened. And I've got an update for the story because this story gets weirder and weirder. So here we go. More and more attention and begging more questions about what happened. Yeah, the person who owns that house says that his buddies just froze to death. Friends and family say the timeline is just one of the many details not adding up here. Kelsey Kernstein joins us to help break it all down. Kelsey, what's the latest today? So right now we are, of course, waiting for that op- autopsy and toxicology result. So what happened was these four guys were, were going to hang out and watch the game together, whatever the Kansas City Chiefs game or whatever that playoff game was. And then the the guy who owned the house goes, all right, I'm going to bed. And I believe it, as the story reads, that the three guys said, well, all right, we're going to go down to the local pub because we're not ready to wrap it up, but we're too drunk to drive, so we'll walk down there. So a little bit later, I guess the guys came back and the guy who owns the house was, you know, inside the house, hungover or whatever, and didn't come out of his house for two days. Then the girlfriend, his girlfriend comes over and sees these three guys frozen to death in the backyard. And he's like, whoa, I mean, first of all, they didn't see the cars outside, didn't move for two days. Hey, you know, Chuck, Larry, and Tom, how come their cars are still here? So let's dive in and see if this News Nation story uh, gets into what actually happened up until this point. Uh, those, of course, could take weeks. And the key issues that people want clarity on Why did these three men allegedly freeze to death? Why was the homeowner allegedly ignoring people banging on his door? And what evidence did police have to almost immediately rule out a homicide investigation? Now, here's what we know. On Sunday, January 7th, the four friends were at a home outside of Kansas City to watch the Chiefs game. Now, the game kicked off at 325 Central Time and ended almost exactly three hours later. She sounds like she's got a cold just like me. Maybe she's got the COVID. <laughs> according to a post on the team's social media. For the next 50 hours or so, loved ones heard nothing. A friend telling News Nation exclusively that, quote, early in the day on Tuesday, January 9th, the homeowner had seen messages from concerned relatives and was aware that at least two of the men had not made it home. Now, according to police, that night, one of the missing men's fiance showed up at the house. She banged on the door, but no one answered. So she broke in through the basement and found one of the men dead on the back porch. She then called police, who found two other men dead in the backyard. Jesus! Now, the next morning, police then issued a statement saying they found no obvious signs of foul play, adding that a search warrant wasn't required due to the homeowner's cooperation. Now, three days later, on Friday, January 12th, the victims were identified as 37-year-old David Harrington, 36-year-old Clayton McGinney, and 38-year-old Ricky Johnson. Harrington's mother told News Nation exclusively that, quote, nobody believes this story. Here's Mal Jackson, a reporter at News Nation's Kansas City station, on his conversations with his sources. It is um, sort of interesting because all of the times, you know, police departments are evasive for different reasons. But in this case, and in conversations with sources and, uh, you know, on the record and off the record conversations, I think the police department is as bewildered by this case um, as I think America is starting to become. All right. So that that's what happened in what they say, the seventh and then the ninth and then the 12th. They, you know, hey, let's wrap this up. Let's figure out what's going on. And so 
they still, to this day, do not know exactly what happened. Now, the neighbor, Ashton Bradley, or Brad, Braddy? Braddy, B-R-A-D-Y, Braddy, a neighbor, was interviewed by News Nation as well because he actually was like the nosy guy. And he was like going, he started filming when the cops and everything started showing up. So for more on this story, let's jump into what they found out from the neighbor and what the neighbor has to say about what was going on next door. Bro, what is going on right now? So this is the video. What is going on right now? This is the video of the guy shooting, the neighbor shooting through his, his window. Dude, domestic violence is crazy. Yo, everybody be nice to one another. Come on now. <laughs> what is going on? So that's oh, the video. Bro, what is going on? All right, on? what is going on? So here's the actual video of the guy uh, from News Nation interviewing, what was his name? Ashton Brady. So here we go. It was the neighbor who lives right across from Jordan Willis, who just by happenstance looked out at the exact moment that 911 was being called. Ashton, we know now that that was Clayton's fiance that actually discovered those bodies, called 911 and then alerted the authorities. Just walk me through what you saw in that moment. So basically I was just going, uh, turn off all my lights. I was getting ready for bed, locking the doors. I went to lock my front door and I saw a woman come out of the backyard on her phone and she looked, she looked distressed because she kept looking back towards the house and I thought it was weird. But I just moved in so I really didn't know much. And so I just went back to my room Ten minutes later, I saw an ambulance drive by, and I said, well, that's just weird. Something's going on. Went to the front front room, looked out, and I saw that there was already three cop cars, and there was a man detained, and the woman was talking to the other police. And basically, I just I kind of watched that conspire for an hour or two. The man eventually left. Uh, Here's your 15 minutes there, Ashton. Let's go. Went through the backyards and everything, and I, I had no idea what had happened. And the next morning, I saw the news that they had found three dead bodies and I just was kind of in disbelief I was like wow I watched that happen right and, and actually we're looking at that video that you shot right there on the top left corner of your screen so basically and he's representing with the Kansas City Royals hat on there you can see Jordan Willis that's, being detained that's probably within the first five to ten minutes I like I was like oh my goodness something serious is going on at least so yeah so your red flags were going off in that moment but even before that right because you saw some of these victims cars that were right here parked in front of your house and that also kind of alerted you right because that was unusual yeah we we had just moved in but that week we had never seen those cars there and then all of a sudden that a whole weekend there was uh cars parked right in front of our drive and they never left nothing and they stayed there until the police came and even after that we found out they're deceased and but they, yes, those cars never left. And obviously that was something that raised your suspicions at all. Tell me, I know you, you hadn't lived here for very long, right? Uh, but tell me at all about Jordan Willis, what you know about him. I mean, did you ever see him out and about? Was he friendly? Did he come by and talk to you ever? No. Honestly, I, I've <laughs> never seen him out. I never, I never saw him or talked to him, so I, I cannot speak for that, honestly. I do not know. How about the fact that just something that is so strange, this case in general is, is bizarre and we don't have many answers, but the fact of the matter is two, I'm sorry, three men were outside for two days on this backyard, one sitting up in a chair, two in laying down on their backs, frozen to death. I mean, how do you wrap your, your mind you around don't. that information? You don't. You say, what the hell, man? It's a lot, honestly. There's, I imagine it has something to do with uh, a bad drug or Here something. Here we go. But Speculation. I, it's it's strange that how long it occurred for people for something to notice like that. Yeah, two da two days. The guy's cars were out front for two days, and they didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. They just left them there. The guy who was inside did he have not have to go to work? I mean, he was fine. Um, but 
you know, the, he's going, hey, why is, you know, like I said, what, uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry, why are their cars still here? Uh, maybe they, you know, got a ride home or something like that, but didn't even think about anything. So that is a weird case as we watch it unfold. So make sure you stick around and we'll give you updates as soon as we find them as well. All right, guys, when we come back, we got another update for you. That car that drove off the Virginia Beach Pier and went right into the water, they're trying to get it out and figure out what the hell happened. Was this an accident or was it suicide? So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. I'm just sitting in my car and waiting for my I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. Did uh, any of your friends and the people that you know, because apparently she crashed the party with her friend, right? did anybody make a move and get lucky? Well, one of my friends left with him. So what does that tell you? Uh, That means that the fat girl didn't know that Three's company. Has he been heard from since? 407-448-8800. Welcome back to Deacon Live. We'd love to hear from you, and the way you can do that and be podcast famous, you can be part of any of the shows, is go over to Profit Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. At the bottom of the page says, Be Heard. It's a little blue bar. Uh, click on that and opens up a microphone on whatever device you're listening to us on or at. Speak right into it. Like I said, you can be anonymous if you want. Uh, <clears throat> leave a message and we'll play it on the very next podcast as well. You can be right here in the studio with us. And don't forget, we have over 10 years, coming up on 10 years of shows on our archives. So make sure you dive back into those and you can hear all the different people that we've had on here. All the other news stories and stuff. There's a plethora of entertainment on there for you. So I know we do the show once a week, uh, but you've got six days to check out all the other stuff and get caught up on all the different facets that is uh, Deacon Live. Now, this scene right here was right out of the movie Breaking Bad. Now, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, uh, do it. I'm not going to sit here and dive into the story, but it is one of those groundbreaking <clears throat> series that um, cutting edge type series. Uh, it. it launched a lot of people into fame and stardom just because of the following that's going on uh, with Breaking Bad. But this right here, authorities said that they've arrested five suspects and six people were found shot to death last week in the desert community of San San Bernardino County, California. Uh, At the press conference Monday night, authorities said that multiple... Uh, search warrants were served on Sunday in the case. Five suspects whom authorities have identified uh, were all shot dead. All suspects are being held without bail. Without bail. Eight guns were recovered during the arrest, and authorities uh, said that Monday night, following the investigation, that this all was over uh, a, a weed deal gone bad. Now, for every podcast we do, we can watch this video in real time as we're talking about it here on the on the air. And I'll switch to camera four. And so let's find out what actually happened out here in this Breaking Bad type situation. Police so. are revealing new details about the, a murder mystery in California's Mojave Desert. Six bodies were recently found in a remote area. Investigators say it appears the violence is linked to a dispute over marijuana. Five people have been arrested. They were captured just outside of Los Angeles. Time now for your Tuesday weather. 
That's it. That's all I get. <laughs> and more coming up after the tropics. Uh, last Tuesday night, Sheriff's Dispatch received a 911 call around 8.16 p.m. from Franklin Noel Bonilla saying that he had been shot. Authorities were able to determine that the call came from the area of Lessing Avenue and Shadow Mountain Road in California, and a sheriff's personnel responded to the five dead. Uh, A short while later, the caller Bonilla was found to be deceased nearby as well. The FBI and the Bureau of Alcohol, the ATF, and explosives have offered assistance to the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department in investigation of the bodies found in the desert about 50 miles outside of Los Angeles, but local investigators are handling the cases themselves. A blue Chevy Silverado, I'm sorry, yeah, blue Chevy SUV was also riddled with bullets and holes in the area where some of the bodies were found. So here we are, and they got this all blurred out here. So here we are. I'm going to go back to camera one here. In California. Now, there's a lot of people that still grow marijuana illegally in, you know, the Mexican California area and stuff. But marijuana, for the most part, I'm sorry, I'm bumping the table here. Marijuana, for the most part, is legal in California. Why are we still battling over marijuana? Is it a battle that needs to be had? You know, we want the, the share crop numbers type deal. So... This went down out there in San Bernardino, uh, just outside of Los Angeles, California. A bunch of people out there in the Mojave Desert shot dead because of marijuana. Come on, smoke a little. Let's get along, right? Now, this story is one of those stories that's been bouncing around, and people still are, are in speculation as far as what actually happened. So if you don't know about this story, there is a pier in Virginia Beach and it's one of just a long pier that's off the boardwalk. So in Virginia Beach, they have a nice long boardwalk and then there's this big, long rickety pier out there that people go out there and I guess they go fishing and stuff like that. This, these two girls, I think 15 and 16 years old were running. They were jogging, trying to stay in shape and stuff and the early mornings and they saw this car driving on the pier. And I say early mornings because there's no one on the pier. There's nobody around. Uh, There are some gates and barricades, so you physically can't, you know, drive a vehicle or some kind of, you know, if you have a golf cart, they won't let you drive the golf cart on the pier. You physically have to go around the barricades and, and walk on this pier. So these two girls saw this car, which was rare to them or weird to them, uh, driving on the pier. So here's the actual video, the original video that that has sparked all this weird um, suspects or speculation as far as what was going on and what happened here. So here's the two girls. You don't see the two girls. All, all it is is this long pe- this long pier, like at dusk or daybreak, and there's a car driving out. So here we go. Is he about to drive off the edge? Oh, my God. Car's going pretty no, fast. There it goes. Dude, no. <gasps> right off the edge. Right off the edge. Now... Is he about to drive off the edge? Now, what they say is, if you watch the video, the car's going probably a good 35 miles an hour. And then you see, the closer it gets towards the end of the pier, you see the brakes, like, kind of come on. Like, yes, no. Yes, no. I don't know if I'm going to do this or not. I don't know if I'm going to do this or not. And then this is the end result. Oh, my God. Brakes. Brake. No fucking way. One more brake. And then right off the edge. Don't Dude, do it. No. <gasps> Right into the water. Now, they have not. You're like, all right, well, let's go out there and and dig this thing up and and figure out what the hell happened. Well, unfortunately, this time of year over on. Let me switch back to camera one. uh, This time of year, the 
the water out there is real choppy and there's like a bad undertow and everything like that. They've done the sonic scan and they, they have found the car. It's literally like it fell straight off and went straight into the water and flipped over. So they say the car's down there. They don't know who's down there yet. They can't get divers down there because the water is very, very turmoilish underneath the water surface. So now here's the latest update as far as what they actually found or what they're doing about uh, this car that's sitting in the bottom of the Virginia Beach Pier. So let me switch back to camera four and let's play this video. This sonar photo from Virginia Beach Police shows the vehicle that drove off the Virginia Beach Fishing Pier Saturday morning. Days The car remains 17 feet below the surface. Sergeant Brian Ricardo with Virginia Beach Police says rough ocean conditions along with the position of the vehicle underwater have created roadblocks. The car is on its roof and the car is unstable. He says when crews first got to the scene, they faced currents up to 3.9 knots and couldn't dive. That's when private contractor Crofton Industries stepped in to help. Investigators say Crofton brought a salvage barge along with professional salvage divers to try to recover the vehicle Sunday afternoon. But they too faced challenges. They broke two bridles that hold their cranes in place and they snapped the mooring line. Sergeant Ricardo says the recovery efforts are halted until weather permits. So there you go. So now you know what's exactly going on. Let me get out of this right here. Yes, remove that, please. So now you know what's going on with the, that car uh, underneath the surface of the water. Uh, they haven't figured out who's in it yet. They're still trying to, to bring it up. And I was doing, a, I saw a live feed where they actually have one of those big barges, you know, floating barge, and it's got a big crane on it, and the, and the water's going up and down and tossing back and forth. Can you imagine, though? I mean, this is it. We're going to, you know, Thelma Louise style. We're going right off the cliff, right into the water, and then we're going to flip over, and that's it. We're dead. Now, we've seen so many times where we talked about stories before where the one guy had his whole entire family in the car, a Tesla car and drove off uh, a cliff, you know, 18 stories and lived. They were badly injured, but most of them lived, which was a, a, a testament to the Tesla. And you've seen uh, uh, stories with moms uh, in an SUV driving into the, the surf with their kids in the back and like, all right, honey, hold on, put your seatbelt on. I don't know why, but, but you see all that. It's the weirdest thing that, that drives people pardon the pun, into doing stuff to, to harm themselves and to harm their, their loved one as well. All right, we're hoping that all you guys are doing well. I'm not wanting to harm any of your loved ones because we love you. We need each and every one of you uh, to be part of this show. And we'd love to hear from you. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. At the bottom of the page says Be Heard. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure that you're doing okay. By all means, let us know. Uh, and you can be anonymous if you want. Uh, we'd just like to hear from you. Make sure you're doing okay. Make sure you go over to Profit Radio and get yourself something for free at the free swag section. Uh, pick out whatever prize pack you want from all the different uh, podcasts that are broadcast here at the Profit Radio studio. Pick that out and we'll send it out to you as soon as we can. And make sure you like and share us and uh, be part of us as we are part of you as well. All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. My name is Adikin, saying goodnight and goodnight. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.